somewhere else right here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, so the matchup of the year in the NFL is upon us. Eagles, or I should say 49ers at the Eagles. And this game has got a lot of attention, not just because it's the biggest matchup of the year in terms of two great teams in the same conference battling it out for bragging rights, for a, a leg up, right, in, um, in playoff seating. But it's also getting a lot of attention because the 49ers going into Philly are three-point favorites. And this week, a lot of people were questioning, why are the 49ers on the road giving points to the Eagles at home? So that was the big discussion, right, all week. Why are the 49ers favored? Well, I decided to get some answers. I got some sources in the desert. I made a few calls, pulled a few strings, tried to get to the bottom of why Vegas saw this matchup and said the 49ers are favored. So the few calls I made, the sources I got, I got some info you will get only right here on the Hick at Night Show on CBS Sports Radio. You ready for this? It's groundbreaking. Heard only here. The reason the 49ers are favored on the road at the Eagles, according to Vegas, is... Because they are the better team. I'll say it again for those in the back that missed. The 49ers are the better team going into this game compared to the Eagles. Vegas is right with the spread because the 49ers are beating the Eagles in Philly on Sunday. The 49ers are the best team in the league. Like, what am I missing? Or, forgive me, what am I missing? What is everybody else missing? Why is there so much surprise to this betting line? Why is it so preposterous to think that the 49ers are the better team compared to the Eagles? Let's just break it down really fast here. Maybe this will help clear up some confusion. Really fast, look at all of the areas Going into this game, the 49ers have the advantage at. The 49ers have the better head coach. I think Kyle Shanahan, for my money, is a better head coach than Nick Sirianni. The 49ers have the advantage at quarterback. Going into this game, Brock Purdy has been the better quarterback compared to Jalen Hurts. Brock Purdy this season, more passing yards than Hurts. More passing touchdowns than Hurts. Four fewer interceptions than Jalen. Way better passer rating. Brock Purdy has the best passer rating in all of the NFL. Hurts is 12th. And if you are not a passer rating fan, you prefer another quarterback metric? Okay, fine. Can I interest you in a little QBR? In that, Purdy's second, Hurts is seventh. Every passing category. Any passing metric you look at, Purdy is ahead of Hurts. The 49ers have the advantage at quarterback in this matchup. They also have the better running back. They have the better tight end. 
They have the better defense. They are the better team in this game compared to the Eagles. And you know what? That's not just me saying that. Me being quote-unquote biased, even though I'm not an, a 49ers fan, nor am I an Eagles fan. But if you don't want to just trust my judgments, fine. The stats back up what I'm saying. I just highlighted it for you how Purdy's a better quarterback than Hurts. Statistically, the 49ers are the number one scoring defense in the league. 15.5 points per game they are allowing. Conversely, the Eagles, 24, uh, excuse me, 22.4 points per game. A full touchdown. The Eagles defense is allowing more than the 49ers defense. The 49ers have the number two rush defense in the league, and they are tied for first in turnover differential. They on the season are plus 11. You want to go advanced stats? Again, we can break out here all different numbers if you want to talk about with this game. From my eyes, I just highlighted the advantages. From the stats, highlight some more advantages. Let's, though, go with efficiency. DVOA, the measure of a team's efficiency, offensively and defensively, a metric very well respected throughout the NFL. Both offensively and defensively, in terms of DVOA, which is efficiency, the 49ers are ranked ahead of the Eagles both in offensive DVOA and defensive DVOA. The 49ers have the most efficient offense in the league. So what am I missing? Why is there so much confusion as to why the 49ers are favored on the road in this game? Better head coach, better quarterback, better running back, better defense, healthier team, better team statistically, Better team in terms of efficiency. What am I missing? Why are people so afraid to call the 49ers the better team? They are. And that's why they are favored in this matchup. Vegas knows it. Why does no one else know it? Why is there... I don't know if it's fear... Apprehension? Like, like, why can't anyone acknowledge the 49ers are a great team? They are better than the Eagles. The Eagles have a better record. I would argue right now the 49ers are playing better football. And that's why going into Sunday's game, they are going to win. They will go into Philly with a fully healthy Brock Purdy and beat the Eagles. Because, oh, by the way, the Eagles in recent weeks have been winning but have been living life dangerously. And I think this is the week they get burned. Trailing by two touchdowns most of the game against Buffalo. Buffalo, they can't close in big moments. We've known that to be the case for a while, evidenced on Sunday. Down 17-7 against the, uh, on the road against the Chiefs. Well, luckily for Philly, the Chiefs are one of the worst second-half teams in the league. That was their window. If you fall down 17-3, 17-7 to the 49ers team, forget it. 
You're not coming back. Because the 49ers are better than the Bills. The 49ers are better than the Chiefs. They'll bury you. So if the Eagles continue to get outscored in the first half like they had the last two games, which in the last two games they won, but in the first half have been outscored 34-14. to They have been outgained in the first half 433 to just once, uh, 187. And they committed three first-half turnovers in the last two games combined. If they run that same first half back against the 49ers, the game is over at halftime. There's no way Philly is coming back the way they did against Buffalo and the way they did against Kansas City against San Francisco on Sunday. No way. The game is over. So every sign points to the 49ers being better and winning this game. Why all week am I reading, watching, and listening to people outraged and shocked that the 49ers are favored on the road? It's not disrespectful to the Eagles. It's proper respect for a great 49ers team. They are better than the Eagles. It's okay to say it. I'm sure you feel deep down. Say it out loud. You'll feel a lot better. You'll feel weight off your shoulders. Ah, feels so good if I can get that off my chest. The 49ers are a better team this year than the Eagles. It's okay to say it. This right here, it's a safe space. So come on in. And let's all say it together. On three. Ready? One, two, three. The 49ers are a better team than the Eagles. Better head coach. Better quarterback. Better running back. Better defense. Better in the turnover battle. Better in the, in the efficiency battle. On both sides of the ball. The 49ers are the better team. And they are winning Sunday in Philly. I would love to hear your thoughts. On this. If you disagree, I would love to hear why. 855-212-4227. At Ryan underscore Hickey and the number three. If you think the Eagles are being disrespected. If you don't think they are getting their proper respect. I would love to hear why. Chris is calling from Maryland. Uh, Maryland with some thoughts on the game. What's up, buddy? Hey, Hey, you're doing good. I can answer that. It was the two 49er players who just got back, John Williams, the tackle, um, and somebody else important. They were missing. Trent Williams. Three and in the street. Devo Samuel. Okay. Two, maybe, all right. Anyway, you know what this means. That means on a neutral field, it would be uh, six points. And if San Francisco was at home, this would be nine points. What do you think about that? Nine points, I think, is too much, personally. But, like... If we're looking at it, the like, uh, do you think right now, Chris, the Eagles are a better team than the 49ers? No, 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 no. But and I wanted to say something about college before if you run from me. But no, I, I'm telling you, I agree. 49ers with all their parts are the better team, and Vegas thinks so by nine points if it was in Frisco. That, I think, highlights, again, also not only the respect they have for the 49ers, but acknowledging the Eagles, they are winning games which is important. I'm not trying to belittle that or, or demean that. 
but they also are not playing great football right now. No, their defense is a little suspect. Right, especially their secondary. And if they play in the first half against uh, the 49ers on Sunday, the way they did against the Bills and the Chiefs, they're not coming back. The game's over. Okay, let me ask you this about college. On Texas, um, oh, you were right. I think you're right about one thing. Um, down here in Maryland, they were saying uh, Alabama would have to beat Georgia bad to knock Georgia out of the top four. So if Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, and then I guess Washington's in, and Florida oh, State would get bumped is what I think I heard last. But um, and but you think Texas is going to do what uh, tomorrow? I think they're beating Oklahoma State. I think they're making the playoff. I think I think I'm taking, and I think Texas is favored by 14, yeah, and I number. think they're going to go over that. Um, and I know when I I knew and the guys down here I listened to also agreed with Oregon, and I was going to put a hundred, what was it, plus plus one hundred bet, or plus one thousand bet, just ten bucks on them. That's what the odds are now, but. So I was rooting for them, but we just missed that one. Who are you, are you talking about to beat Washington or, or to win the Oregon. national title? I had Oregon to win the national championship. Mm, so did I, Chris. Was plus 1,000 before. We can tear that one up. Uh, I know, but I didn't put it in. But I was – because you, you picked the Texas over Alabama, and my other people, well, when it comes to this thing, were picked, thinking Oregon look, could be the best team in the country. But – I don't know. Chris, they played like it. Uh, nice talking to you, buddy. Always appreciate okay. talking to you. Thank you for the call, man. Yeah. I was I was hook, line, and sinker with the Ducks. I was all in. I thought I you Chris said and I agree. I thought Oregon was playing like the best team in the country. I really thought they would extract revenge. I thought they would cover the spread against Washington. It was a big spread, nine and a half points. I thought they would win and cover that number. And here we are talking about their season being over. Washington is legit. Top of the hour here. We'll get back to Washington and their win over the Ducks. Why not only are they making the college football playoff, they could win the national title. They showed they have every piece needed to do so. All right. So we're looking here at 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. The 49ers are favored by three, and a half, uh, three points over the Eagles on the road. I think that's right. Because I, I think the 49ers are a better team right now than the Eagles. Do you agree? 855-212-4227. 855-212-4227. We'll discuss that also when we return. How does a win for the 49ers impact the playoff push? Are they the team to beat if they win on Sunday? We'll discuss that when we do return. It is Hick at Night right here, CBS Sports Radio. This is a massive, massive game we have coming up here on Sunday. 49ers at the Eagles. Not just because it's two of the best teams in the league, but it's going to have a dramatic impact on the playoff seating. I'll tell you why here in a second. But before that, I do want to remind you, this portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. So right now, the Eagles just have one loss, right? And the 49ers have three. 
So if the 49ers win this game, they're going to need Philly to lose one more time in order to get a home field advantage and get that tiebreaker over Philadelphia. That's huge because I think if you look at this playoffs now going forward, there's a chance. I think the Eagles are going to lose at home on Sunday to the 49ers. But I do think Philly at home in week 13 versus Philly at home in the NFC title game, two different challenges. We saw last year that place, the link, is rocking in the postseason. I don't think if the 49ers get the number one seed, Philly can go into San Francisco and win. I do think the 49ers, though, can go into Philly and win that one. So if you look at right now going forward here, why this game is so important outside of just two great teams playing is that when you look at Philly's schedule, if they do lose, like if I'm right and the 49ers win this game, the Eagles' next two games at the Cowboys, at the Seahawks, two challenging games. They trip up in just one of them. All of a sudden right now, looking going forward the rest of the year, at the 49ers stay undefeated, they're getting the one seed. Not only are they getting the bye, but now Philly has to come to them. And I don't think Philly can beat them. I don't think the Eagles in San Francisco in the playoffs are winning that game. And this is massive. They can win at home. We saw it last year. I know Brock Purdy got hurt. They can absolutely win that game at home. I don't think they can win that game on the road. And that's why this is such a big game uh, for both teams, but really also to the Eagles. They need to maintain home field advantage because that's where I think they have the best chance of going back to the Super Bowl. I don't think this year they are built to go on the road and win. Love to hear your thoughts, though. 855-212-4227. On that thought, can you see the Eagles going into San Francisco and winning that? Do they have a chance to win on the road in the playoffs? But also, too, is it disrespectful that the Eagles are home dogs? Should they be the favorite at home? Are you with me that the 49ers are rightfully favored on the road because they're the better team. Better quarterback, better head coach, better running back, better defense, more efficient offensively and defensively, better taking care of the ball and also taking it away. Healthier team. They have a lot of advantages. Every arrow for the most part that would you would look at, right, to determine who would win this game Points in the direction of San Francisco. So, to me, it makes all the sense in the world why the 49ers are favored and why they're going to win this game. But the big discussion this week has been confusion. Has been one of, well, why are the 49ers favored? That must be a mistake. Makes no sense. I think it makes all the sense in the world. If you disagree, I'd love to hear why. 855-212-4227. Are the Eagles being disrespected by being home underdogs? Sean is calling from beautiful San Diego. What's up, Sean? Hey, what's going on, Ryan? How are you doing today? Good, man. Good, man. What's on your mind? Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn. Like you say, you're, 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 you're touting a lot of things about San Francisco, and I really appreciate a lot about their team. I mean, to me, I, I, I don't want to say the, the, the West Coast Eagles, but – they have a lot of the same formidable talents. They do. Offensively and de- defensively. 
But the one thing that we're forgetting about, yes, right now the Niners are healthy, and everybody wants to shine back of, hey, Purdy was hurt, and if Purdy was healthy, they would have won that game. But the thing we have to remember is, is every team does deal with strife and deal with injury. We're now getting back a, a major strength in our secondary right now. Yeah, are they having to relearn how to play with a team that has been successful going 10-1 and one right now? Yeah. But in the same sense, where teams succeed are the second half of the season, and those are the great teams. Sean, just to clarify before we go on here, you're an Eagles fan? Yeah, I'll be absolutely okay. clear about it. No, no, that's yeah. fine. No, you said we're getting back. I just want to make sure which team you're talking about. Christ, Eagles getting well, healthier. There hasn't, been a lot of, there hasn't been a lot of injury, and there hasn't been a lot of strife with San Fran throughout their season, but yet right. they're, they're still 8-3. and three. You know, they had a rough three-game stretch there, Browns, Vikings, Bengals, w- without a doubt. Um, unlike okay, the Eagles, right, who had a rough stretch recently, but they've won those games. The 49ers did not. But they, they were strikeful games that we they we won against. But you you said Browns, who has been without now without a quarterback. Yep. You said the Vikings, who have also now been without a quarterback. I mean, Kirk was healthy for that game, but yes. Okay. No, I understand it. But like I said, I, I I don't knock. I have a lot of friends, and I have a lot of respect for Niners. I truly do. Um, but the thing that we, I guess the question that was the touted was, is it disrespectful to say as a home field advantage, is it disrespectful to the Eagles being three point hundred up? You know what? As an Eagles fan, I will say no. Okay. The Niners. And I know that's really, really probably shocking, but I mean, the Niners are a formidable opponent. I really think, feel that this Sunday's game should be the NFC championship. These are these are the two teams we want to see battling in the NFC because I, they're the probably the most matched up, but yet slightly offset teams in the NFC. But the one thing, the reason why I say it's not disrespectful, is because since the last time, even the year before we won the Super Bowl, we've been considered underdogs. We've been considered underdogs forever, and that's one thing that we thrive upon is call us underdogs, cool. We'll come in, calm, cool, collective, as Sir Jalen Hurts has done many times. Go ahead, take what you need to, and then we're going to do our due diligence in the second half. Sean, you've been right about that, and that, the underdog role, like you said, Philly has been has flourished in that um, the last few years here. But I think, like, going to this matchup, you mentioned the injuries and the health. Like, it's a fact. Like, the 49ers are a healthier team right now. That may not be the case if they meet up again in the playoffs, but right now we're talking about week 13. This game coming up in, I'm not even going to try to do the math hours-wise, but you, it's coming up in a day and a half. That's what, like, that's right now at least where the focus is, where the discussion is, health, advantages, so on. And right now just the, the, the 49ers, I think, are just a much better team than the Eagles. And that's why I don't think it's shocking whatsoever. And I, honestly, I'm more confused. Like, I, truly, I am more confused seeing right now and absorbing a lot of what people are writing, saying, and, and talking about why there, there's so much confusion and why there's so, like, people are dumbfounded that the 49ers are road favorites. They're the better team right now. It's okay to say it. They have been up to this point, and especially the last few weeks, they have been the better team. 
Boz. Great name. Calling from Maryland. What's up, Boz? Well, guess what? What? You're talking to a guy that knows a lot about the game of football. Oh. Lucky. Because I walked out Tom Brady's first Super Bowl, okay? I've right, worked so three or four Super Bowls. Welcome okay? to the show. Hold on. For everyone right. listening, I, I, opened up, I opened up football analyst joining Hick and Knight. Sorry, Boz. Just I opened up intro. Lincoln Financial Stadium. You What did you say? Okay. You opened it up? I opened it up the stadium. I was one of the ones that opened up that stadium, okay? I know that stadium is, gets crazy out there, so, you know, anything can happen. What do you mean you but opened it up? Did you help build it? Or were you one of the, one of the yeah, first yeah, fans helped, in there? Well, we, we started – we started Lincoln Financial. Our company started. I'm not going to say who the company is. Uh, we started. Okay. We're affiliated with the NFL. Okay. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you were a construction okay, tonight, worker, like physically Francis, opening it up. The Francis, tonight, I gave out Norfolk State as a 14.5-point underdog at plus 550. Wow. There were 600, okay? They beat VCU outright. Nice. 63 to 60, okay? Cash that ticket. All right. I told everybody, beginning of the year, the 49ers were hands down the best. When they're healthy, Trent Williams – it's going to come down to in the trenches, okay? The best player, maybe over the last 10, 15 years, I actually had conversations with Christian McCaffrey because I worked with the visiting team when I worked with the Washington Redskins, okay? Mm-hmm. I had the team buses. So what I would do is I would pick their brain. I would pick Christian McCaffrey's brain. He would tell me stuff, injury, stuff like that. So I am very sharp. Wow, he was forthcoming with injuries, player. huh? This player is pretty, okay. pretty open. So I am going to tell you, this is a revenge game of the year. And I already gave out. I already had, I had the Eagles against Kansas City. Look at all the teams they played. They had to play five tough games. Five tough games. Miami hasn't played nobody. I told everybody in that game, the Bills were going to destroy Miami. What happened? They destroyed them. All right, Boz. Okay. So you are the premier NFL analyst on this show right best, now. Who we got on Billy Sunday? Walters. I'm the best next to Billy Walters. Who we got on Sunday? Where, where are we leaning then? Where, uh, where's the Green smart Bay money going? Is my upset pick of the week. Oh, we, 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 we're talking about Green the, we're talking about the 49ers Eagles are going to beat Kansas City outright. 49ers Eagles. Outright. Do we, did we have a pick? All right. That is a that is a pick. Yeah, I'm telling you, the 49ers are going to beat the Eagles. No, okay. No Thank By you. By at least seven to ten points, at least. Or more. McCaffrey's the best player in the league. Hands you have a, down, a score great. prediction too, Boz? He's going just... to come close to uh, Jerry Rice scoring most touchdowns ever in the history of the game. If he puts another 10 years, if he stays healthy, he's going to have – he's got, what, 75 now, 76, 77? He's going to get another almost 100 touchdowns. If he stays with this team for the next 7, 8, 9, 10 years, if he stays healthy – if he he's stays healthy, Boz, if he stays uh, the 49ers, he is absolutely on track. Appreciate the call, buddy. That is Boz in Maryland, the only smart NFL brain on this show. So we've been doing Hick at Night officially for about a year and a half right here on CBS Sports Radio. Unofficially about two and a half years. Um, it took two and a half years, unofficially, to finally get a smart man on the show. You listen to a lot of nonsense. NFL brain, Boz in Maryland. You heard it. 49ers over the Eagles. Mark is calling from D.C. What up, Mark? Man, you, 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 <laughs> I'm with you on a lot of stuff, man. But Uh-oh. you sat up there and told me that, that Brock Purdy is the better quarterback, man. Is Brock Purdy MVP candidate? Going into – Brock Purdy's absolutely been in the MVP conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not making that up, Mark. Come on, man. You can't. You can't. You Come can't on. 
if you had to pick the number, you had the number one pick, and you had to choose between Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts. You're telling me you're going to pick Brock Hurd Purdy? Come no, on. but going into this game specifically, Brock Purdy's been the but, better quarterback but, but, this year. But, but, but he throws the ball to Christian McCaffrey and, wires and screens. Yeah, that helps. And, and, I mean, they do all the heavy lifting. All he does is just knock. I mean, come on, man. Well, oh, Mark, hold game, on, hold on, Mark. When the money Mark, is Mark, on the line, Mark. who do you want with the ball? Let's be if fair here. One, who is Jalen Hurts throwing the ball to? A.J. Brown's one of the best receivers in the league. But he's and Devontae Smith, I would argue, is the best the number two receiver in the league. But he's also running the ball. He's also, I mean, last, well, last not anymore. week, for example. What do you mean, not anymore? Last got week, an injury. what happened? How did they He's win the limited. game last week? How did they win the game last week? How did they win the game last week against Buffalo? How did they win that? He ran the ball for about 20 yards. You know? 20 yards? That's point. The touchdown the, against Buffalo? Yeah, I'm saying, like, no, yes, he ran. Yes, on the final play in overtime, he yes, ran the ball himself. Yes. Are his that's legs, though, Mark, this year as big as they were last year? He's been limited with the knee injury. And that's, yeah, that's but fair to say, quarter, and he's also been more turnover prone this year than last year. And, Mark, yeah. part of what I'm saying is, in this game specifically, Jalen Hurts' last few weeks has been bad in the first half, right? Awful. Yeah, I guess the 49ers, if you replicate that first half, I don't think you're coming back the way you did against the Bills or the, the Chiefs. 49ers yeah, are going to bury you. But, but the problem is the 49ers, their losses are pretty pathetic, man. I mean, it's just the inconsistency with the wins matter. To say that the wins and they won. I'm not saying oh, they don't. They I mean, those games. talk about pathetic. Those matter. The Eagles lost to the Jets. That's pathetic. The first game. I mean, come on, man. The Jets. What had you, a come good on. Season. I mean, that 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 that's their only loss. They yeah. lost one game. You're, one game. you're calling the 49ers' losses pathetic. Two of the three, I would agree yeah. with. The, the Bengals' loss yeah. is not pathetic, but the Browns absolutely. Yeah. Vikings absolutely. Bengals yeah. had Joe Burrow fully healthy for the first time. They, they okay. look like a Super Bowl contender the Bengals did in that All game because finally Joe was finally healthy. Now, unfortunately, obviously, point. that's not the case. My point but, is, you, 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 you get, they love this. This is what they live for. And I'm not even an Eagles fan. You know, I'm a Bears fan, unfortunately. My point yes. is this. They thrive on this. This is the stuff that they live for. They love being an underdog. They love everybody counting them out. You're feeding right into that, like like Vegas wow. and everybody. So I'm certain they are thrilled that everybody's saying fake. They're the best team. They're the best team. Let's talk on Monday, because it's do something it. about character and it's something about heart. And to me, they have that. They have that in spades. It reminds me so much of the Patriots when they used to play in the Colts. The Colts were always the best uh, team. Why would you do that to me, Mark? I'm a Colts fan. Why I'm bring sorry. up bad memories? I'm sorry. I didn't know that. You know how many times I've gone? I have nightmares of Peyton Manning going to a snowy Foxborough. You know how many times I'd wake up, put the TV on when I was younger? I would see the snow, and I'd be like, it's over. The game was over before it even started. (laughs) You know how demoralizing that is? When you're in the third quarter, like 10 yards of total offense, and it's like, just please, that's a damn game. And there's still like a quarter and a half to go. That makes okay. Now, that that makes so much sense now. I, I see why you suck. Okay. All right. I hope I hope the 49ers get a W for you, brother. I don't think it's going to happen, but who knows? Mark, <laughs> seems to think so, and so do you, man. I appreciate I'm on the air, by the way. I'm on the air Tuesday next. If the 49ers right. win, I expect a call. If the Eagles win, regardless. I'll put my hand up and say, Mark in D.C., call me out, and he was right. I, I was wrong. I call. 
I got All you. All I ask is that you, you give me some intel on who the Bears should, what the Bears should do next year, because that's my number one topic. Mark. I want to know. You set my next segment up on a tee perfectly. Get ready. This is going to shock you. I got. I promise you. What I'm about to I'm say here in about five minutes, it's going to be shock and awe at the, at the start. Let it yeah. – think about it. Sleep on it tonight. Wake I'm up. I'm here smoke. All right. I got you. Wake up, and you will see. I think I'm speaking the truth here. Um, all right, so we'll do that when we do return. Because I got a very good idea what the Bears should do with the number one overall pick. It's time to stop messing around on offense. I got your solution in Chicago next. It is Hick and Night right here on CBS Sports Radio. Here, though, the latest CBS Sports Radio update is Marco Bloody. Bears fans, I got your back. You want to get out of this quarterback hell? You want to get an actual franchise quarterback to stay in Chicago for 10 years and have a lot of success? Here's where it starts. It starts with getting the right head coach. Going back to Monday night's game really fast here when they played the Vikings, winning that game with four field goals. That cemented the fact. I mean, Matt Eberflus, Luke Getze, they ain't it. That offensive game plan was atrocious. But it also signified this, and I think to me, this is what it showed. I think Justin Fields has a lot of talent, and he's getting poorly coached. If you are the Bears, I think you have to prioritize head coach, over quarterback, which means this offseason, if I'm Ryan Poles, I am trading the number one overall pick to try to get an elite head coach on my sidelines. I think head coach is more important for the Bears to get right this offseason than it is quarterback, which is why if I'm Poles, I'm taking the number one overall pick thanks to the Carolina Panthers. I'm calling the Rams to try to do everything I can to trade for Sean McVay. I'm calling the Niners, see if the number one overall pick is enough for them to say, you know what, maybe, yeah, we can give you Kyle Shanahan. I'm calling the Giants, see if Brian Dayball is available for the number one overall pick. And I'm calling the Colts, dangling number one overall for Shane Steichen. Because I think getting one of those four head coaches, McVay, Shanahan, Dayball, Steichen, two things. Number one, I think it's harder to get a great head coach than it is a great quarterback. We have seen quarterbacks work, win a lot of games, get to the playoffs, win playoff games in all different fashions. First overall, first round, late first round, middle round, you name it, Mr. Relevant. There are all different areas you can find franchise quarterbacks. Finding great head coaches, I think, is a lot harder to do. But once you get that great head coach, then it lessens the need to get a great quarterback. Hence, all four of these guys are specifically targeted for that reason. Sean McVay. Look, I know I know Jared Goff, right, went number one overall, but he was an outcast. And there's questions about him while he took him to the Super Bowl. Then when he was tired with golf, he brought Matthew Stafford in. There's questions about Matthew Stafford. Well, can he win the big game? Is it the Lions letting him down, or is he letting down the Lions? First year, wins the Super Bowl. You bring McVay to Chicago, you don't got to worry about your quarterback. You would feel confident, no matter who's under center, you have a chance to win games. Kyle Shanahan, I mean, hell. 
He's taking Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy, taking him to the NFC title game, no problem. You would be fine, no matter who's under center, if you got Kyle Shanahan on your sidelines, if you're the Bears. Brian Dayball, twofold. One, got the best out of Josh Allen, developed him right out of college, and molded him into his two best years, 2020 and 2021, before leaving for the Giants. We've seen Josh Allen regress back to his ways, turn the ball over a lot more the last two years than he did in 2020 and 2021. Be a lot less consistent as well. And then Dayball goes to New York in his first year there, takes Daniel Jones, takes him to the second round of the playoffs, wins a playoff game with him, and gets the guy paid. (laughs) The Giants got suckered into paying Daniel Jones $40 million a year in part because Brian Dayball make him look good. If you're the Bears, you have to feel confident that Dayball could take whatever quarterback you have and make him look good. Shane Steichen right now has a top 10 Colts offense and them right now in the playoff picture with Gardner Minshew playing 10 out of the first 11 games of the season. These coaches can do more with less. And that's why if I'm the Bears... I think if you get one of those four guys, it is absolutely trading the number one overall pick for. I'd rather have Sean McVay than Caleb Williams. I'd rather have Kyle Shanahan, Brian Dayball, Shane Sykin right now over Caleb Williams. I love Caleb Williams. I think he's the real deal. This is not a doubt about Caleb Williams, but this is a doubt, though, that if the Bears draft Williams with this current coaching staff, I don't think he's going to work out. Just like Fields, I was high on Justin Fields coming out of the draft. I think he has a lot of talent. You see the flashes at times. Some of it's on him without a doubt. Some of it's on the fact that he's not been properly coached. Whether it's the Nagy era, who is too headstrong to change his scheme and his game plan for the talent he had. Or it's Luke Getze, who's afraid to throw the ball past two yards uh, beyond the line of scrimmage. I don't think Fields is being put in a position to succeed. I think if he goes elsewhere in the right system, like the Vikings, honestly, I think he'll have success. And so this is not a a knock or saying, oh, Caleb Williams is no good. I'm afraid for Caleb that if he goes to Chicago, he's not going to be put in a position to succeed, and the Bears are going to be in the same spot they're in right now trying to figure out if they should keep their young quarterback or draft another one high in the draft, this time like three or four years from now. So if you're the Bears... I know it's crazy. Look, I understand it. I, I know it's, and I, that's why I kind of told Mark um, from DC, who's a Bears fan before, take some time to think about it. Take a night to sleep on it. But if the Bears truly want to get things going and, and get some offensive momentum for really the first time in their franchise, prioritize head coach over quarterback. Use that number one overall pick, not to get an elite quarterback in the draft. Get an elite head coach. Try to pry one of Shane Steichen, Brian Dayball, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay away from their teams. And try at least to get them on your sideline. Because then once you do, you could draft a quarterback at number four, which, by the way, you still have your own pick, which is fourth right now overall. Draft a quarterback later on. Wait a year. Sign someone for agency. Make a trade. Keep Justin Fields. Every option is on the table, but I also think you feel confident in any quarterback option because you have 
one of the four best offensive minds in the game on your sideline and one of those four coaches I named. So it sounds crazy, and it's absolutely out of the box. But I think if you're the Bears, you're better off trading the number one overall pick for a great head coach than you are to than drafting uh, compared to drafting Caleb Williams. Think about it, Bears fans. Think about it and get back to me. I promise you, you'll be more open to it in a few days than you are right now. It's the right move. When we return, let's go back to college football. Washington beats Oregon. They win the Pac-12 title game. Are they national title contender threats, though? Let's discuss. It's Ryan Hickey right here, CBS Sports Radio.